You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah. Dodger playoff baseball. Rams are four and one. Lakers getting closer to the beginning of the season. We just finished up Astley. You're not gonna you're not gonna find me in a better mood very often. Yeah, you get very excited. Very very giddy in those Astleys. <laughs> Pretty good ones. The fact that John Van Eck, what was that? I don't remember. No hold, idea either. Hold on, here it is. John Van Eck and Hugo Vandigo. The Van overrated pieces. It's Van de Gogh. Overrated pieces. No <laughs> yeah, he couldn't pick like uh, Claude Monet. I could get that right. I don't know. Or, or uh, I don't know. I'm out of artists. Berg, how, how, how you feeling about tonight? <clears throat> I feel great about tonight. I'm. Do you agree? Not that, like just much different vibe than it was on Wednesday. Well, yeah, because yes, it's that whole one game yeah. in or well, you're done. Doesn't end tonight. But I'm saying right. that isn't that advantageous to them. It is, but like you have Walker Bueller on the mound, which makes it so much more ease in my mind going into it because I know he is the best big game pitcher in all of baseball. There's nobody, okay, nobody he, he I got, want besides him. He got shelled Means in San nothing. Francisco. He did. Month ago, let's say, right? Gave yes, up six runs. Almost exactly a month ago. Does it matter? No, it really doesn't. The, the, look, like Greg just said. This is go, let's go back a month or so ago. Okay, when we were at the golf tournament, I remember it came up for the first time when we were at the golf tournament, and the question was if the Dodgers have to do a one sixty three or or a wild or, card, or a wild card mm-hmm. who do you want? Do you want Bueller or do you want Scherzer? And I had Bueller. You said Gonsolin, and, and the and I said it for the simple reason I don't think that Max Scherzer was a bad choice. Max Scherzer was probably pitching a little bit better than Bueller was at that point. What Greg just said is true. The numbers in the postseason, they're they're they're. They're both good. What are his Bueller's numbers in the postseason? Are extru- he's had one bad outing in the postseason. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers have been in the postseason every single season he's been a major league player. Okay, every single one. He's had one bad outing. You know what bad outing it was? It was against the Atlanta Braves the very first time he pitched in the playoffs. And by the way, he had a bad inning, and then he squared it away. He's that guy. He, he This goes all the way back to his time at Vandy. When he was at Vandy and he pitched the decisive game of the College World Series, mm. He goes out there, and he shows up when it matters most. I fully expect him to go out there and do it. His numbers are noticeably better than Scherzer's in the postseason. It's like his ERA is a half run lower. His K per nine are a little bit better. His walk rate is a little bit better. He just does not get hit in the postseason. Three and one? Is that what you got there? Yeah, three and one. 235 ERA? 235 ERA, Keep in mind. Keep in mind, though. It's not just three and one with the 235, which is very impressive. These are against playoff teams. You don't get the pitch against the Marlins in these games. You don't get the pitch against uh, the Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. You are only pitching against good teams, and his numbers are still what they are against everybody. So th- this is why I go back to this. And and let, let's also, I think we were starting, and I think this was before the wild card game. I think I started mentioning this, Trav. This might have been on Monday when the regular season ended. I felt like there were a lot of excuses kind of starting to come up for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And and to an extent, rightfully so, it was BS that they were in this game against the Cardinals. Now you got out of it. Now it's no more, 
what more could you ask for if you're a Dodger fan when Greg sits there and says, I feel good. You want to know why I feel good? I feel good because that wild card game is done. I feel good because, yeah, there is some good momentum. But he also feels good because Walker Bueller's pitching tonight. And Julio's pitching tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Scherzer's pitching on Monday. This is the mano a mano you were hoping for if you were the Dodgers. Can we get into a position where we can go toe-to-toe, our squad, our bullpen, our starting pitchers, our unbelievable starters you have, really one through six, one through seven, you could say more more so one through six with Muncie out. Can we get into a mano a mano matchup with the San Francisco Giants? And they're in that position now. Like I, I think you should feel good, and I think most Dodgers fans should feel good. And that doesn't take away that this isn't going to be stressful or mm-hmm. it's not going to be tough because you know what the Giants are sitting back and saying? Like you said to start off the show, we faced you 19 times. We went 10-9 and nine against you. Every single time our back was against the wall, we came out on top. We won the division. We had the best record in baseball. They have a mantra that, but I still think they have something to prove. You know what I mean? Where I think the Dodgers... Um, it, it's not a shock or surprise if they beat the Giants. It's more of a surprise if Giants beat the Dodgers. I, I yeah, for sure. But this is it, th- there's a lot going on here. Number one, the odds favor the Dodgers significantly. They have all season long. The Dodgers have been the betting favorite all season long. The Giants open the season at a hundred to one to win the World Series. A hundred to one. And I was reading something this morning. The exposure in Vegas is real. Okay, if the Giants cash this thing in, it's real. Vegas will be fine. Don't they, worry. They're Don't not worry. money's be money. Okay. Forty to one to win the NL West. They already cashed it in. Pretty sure Vegas isn't going to shut down if uh, if this doesn't work out for them. Thirty five wins over their projected win total, which mm-hmm. is the the biggest gap that we've seen in quite some time. They've hit the most home runs in Major League Baseball. They've allowed some of the fewest home runs in Major League Baseball. That this is not just flukiness, like you said. All of this stuff comes together, and here's the rub. There's 26 guys that believe they can win this game, this series, and they're all on the Giants because they've done it. That I, I believe the Dodgers feel really good. I feel really good, but it really doesn't matter. The Giants are going to show up, and they're going to be good. This is not, hey, the Bills going to come due. The bill, look to your point. I get it. That Vegas isn't going to have to, you know, chain the doors and not let anybody come in anymore. I They'll get be okay. it. But. They also don't miss like this. Almost never. Mm-hmm. This is how extraordinary this giant season has been. That they're making Vegas kind of sweat it a little bit. That that's how out of the ordinary this season is. And I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like this. I keep waiting for the bill to come due. Like, hey, look, guys, you're much better than I thought, but you're not this much better than I thought. You can't be a team that was supposed to win 78 games and win 107, can you? Yeah. <laughs> they have and in the back of my mind I, st- I still wait for them to be that mediocre team they're not they're just as good as the Dodgers they're not as sexy mm-hmm. they're not as accomplished but they they are just as good but and I, I hear everything you just said but I, I also kind of sit back on this and I don't know if you're 100% sold yet and I'll tell you what I mean April came by came and went May, June, July, August, every month you've been telling yourself, not just you, I'm just saying in general, right? People have been telling themselves, well, the Giants can't keep this up. Okay, they kept it up all regular season. Now you know what the conversation is going to be, Trav? Mm. Conversation is going to be, well, you won 107 games. If they lose 3-1 to one to the Dodgers, people's going to be, yeah, because, you know, they're just not as good. As in people still have that mantra about the Giants until if they knocked off the Dodgers – then okay, I think it changes. This is a great question. Then I think it this changes. This is a great that that's really interesting. If the Giants win this series, and I don't think they will. And let me just be on record. I think the Dodgers win this series. I, I really do. 
But if they don't, if the Giants win, mm-hmm. are you looking at the Giants as, I can't believe they got lucky again? Or are you mm-hmm. looking at them as, Absolutely no, not. you know what, it's time to stop looking at it like that. They're the best team in baseball. They won the most games. They beat the team that had the second most wins. They're the best in the business. You can say that right now. You don't even have to go. I, I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold I'm on not it either. Yet, right? But I'm saying that somebody can make the case today and say, that's the best team in baseball. You played. Look how large that sample size was. But I think for most people out there, if you beat the Dodgers, there's no con. Berg, there's no con. If the Giants beat the Dodgers, there's no conversation who the best team in baseball is. There, there's you. You can put that to wrap right away. No, if if they win, then yes, absolutely. You're saying this is the team that's going to win the World Series of the best team in baseball. They have been I, all year. But but are you still you questioning it until then? I don't know. If they get through this, no, I'm not I'm, questioning it because of what they've done all year long. Without the entire time, the bill, as you're saying, it has been supposed to come due over and over and over yeah. again, and it hasn't happened. But it has that weird feeling of like a, like a Clippers feeling. I hate to put it that way because I because it's a Clippers scenario, but it feels like they're that team that oh they're the best team in basketball they're, they're the best team in basketball and then they don't get they don't go as far in the playoffs because they can't do it. It feels like maybe it's against the Dodgers, maybe it's against the Brewers. I, whoever comes out of that other half, maybe it comes out. That, look, Tampa Bay Rays are really really good. Sure, okay, the Houston Astros are really really good. Any of those teams could beat the Giants. Any of those teams could beat the Dodgers, but. it, it for whatever reason, the Giants feel like the team that, you know what, they're an, you're an interloper. You're not supposed to be. You look at the, the roster of the Astros. Makes sense, mm-hmm. right? You look at the Astros, or I'm sorry, the the, the Rays. That's eh, how unbelievable. It's, it's a good point. The Giants still don't make any sense, and they're here. And and that's what, that to me, is what makes them so unbelievably dangerous, is that those 26 guys in there, they don't give a damn about any of that mm-hmm. stuff. They haven't given a damn about it at any point this season. They just go out there. Every time it felt like it was starting to wiggle a little bit, they shut it down. Every single time. You know how good you have to be to do that? More important, game one, for the Dodgers or Giants? It's Giants, right? More desperate for them. If they fall behind and now you're in a situation where you got to go beat Urias in game two, knowing that Scherzer's waiting for mm -hmm. you in game... No, 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 no. This is a... The Dodgers lose tonight. You're saying, okay, we got Julio going tomorrow. We got Max going in game three. We're, we're, We're in pretty good shape. Yep. Giants? No, it's kind of a that's a good point. It's kind of everything. Yeah. It's everything to them. Especially in a short set like this, you let one of those go in San Francisco. Do we do the lineup the same way that we did it last time? You put BD at first base, you put Bellinger in center field because the the the, the variable is Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor hits that big home run postseason experience all the things that we talked about before got a right-handed pitcher going again just like you did in the wild card game that Webb is 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 a right-handed thrower i, I remember i was saying that i'd rather see chris taylor at center and i think right now you, you got a little momentum with bellinger how does he not get that center spot like just kind of think about this for a second the guy had i thought he had such a great game it, and you look at chris taylor's home run and, and of course he's going to get the love that he should get bellinger had two walks Bellinger had two steals in that had game, a hit too. and he had a hit. And I think, you know, from a mental perspective, him getting on with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, you're not paying too much attention to it. Then steals second. Opened Co- it up for Listen, Taylor. Chris Taylor did the work, but isn't it, for, for Cody Bellinger, how can you take him out of center today after having the type of game that he had on uh, on Wednesday, where he actually was a big part of that win. <laughs> Write this down as things that I never thought I would say for the 2021 season. Cody Bellinger has to be in the lineup. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, th- That piece is almost decided. He has to be in that lineup because, A, he's your best center fielder. Yep. So that, that's been true all along. 
But now, and the I guy get rides some momentum can, here. He's been good in the postseason for them previously. Mm-hmm. Like last year, he, his numbers kind of lousy, but he got a couple of really big hits. He robbed Tatis of that home run against San Diego. Mm-hmm. He's we 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 saw the hit in the NLCS against the uh, Brewers a few years. Like he's gotten some big moments in this, and it by Cody Bellinger's of 2021 standards, he's hot. He got. He stole two bases off Yadi Molina. That doesn't happen. By the way, if you're coming, if you were the decision in a one-game wild card against St. Louis, how would you then not be the decision in Game One? If now it's different. Let's if, say, but what if he'd gone zero for five with uh, three strikeouts? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. If he was awful in that wild card and you still got through it, now maybe it's a conversation. I don't think it's a conversation for tonight. I think he's. A, I think he's in the lineup. Who plays first? Forward. I think you roll it again. I really do. I just think I think you roll it again. I think you put Beatty in there. Now the the question is is what happens after that because what was it the fifth inning right. where Dave started getting real aggressive and obviously the the thing that kind of lit the match was you had to take Sir Scherzer out right mm-hmm. so once your pitcher's out in the National League now you got to turn it over constantly because you're not going to let relief pitchers hit yeah. so you got to turn it over but. Do you get as aggressive in this game if you're Dave Roberts? Do you go, okay, Pollock, you're out of the game. Beatty, you're out of the game. McKinney's at first base. All of a sudden, Lux, you've got Luke Rayleigh is mm-hmm. taking an at-bat. Gavin Lux doesn't get an at-bat. It, like, everything about it was one decision in the moment. Damn whatever happens after this. I need to do this. Did, did you think Dave goes about it differently today? Dave, I d- Dave was perfect yeah on wednesday every As move in every move he made which, which listen every move Richard, you play out the averages that's not how it works right and it's not that's not a dave thing that's just any that's manager life you, you cannot have <laughs> that many perfect decisions what were you gonna say Berg? no i was gonna say that he did do everything right and i think you're right travis that matt Beatty is absolutely at first base and because of the plays that he made and they're gonna give him a little bit of extra rope too because also his first at bat he almost hit that one out he almost tied the game based off of just his first at bat. So you're going to give him a little bit more space. He's going to take good pitches. He he took, I think, in his three at bats, he took probably around 17 pitches. And he mm. also made three really nice defensive plays Beautiful too, plays. which would not expect. Let me let me just ask this, and then we'll come back, and I want to get you guys' answer. Everything he did worked, but is everything he did was it right? That's a, there's a there's a difference between those two good things. Question. We'll yeah, get into question. that next. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Must win tonight. For who? Lakers. Oh, do they play tonight? Must win tonight. I'm I'm saying this right now on air. Look, I, I am. If a, they start off zero and three, okay. <laughs> I want to hear from Rob Palenka tomorrow morning about where questions. the hell this organization is going. Right. Rob, you just heard it. He just called I, you out. I, Alan Slewa calling you out. I I, I am a uh, Dodger fan, right? I think I've I've established myself as a Dodger fan. You would have to tie me to a chair to get me to watch a spring training game. I just really I, I thought. Oh, oh no no, you can't oh. watch them. But people are going out there for. Oh no, a they, it's solid a fun day. Days, it's yeah. a it's a fun day to hang out and drink beer in the sun and go play golf. It's a it's a really fun thing to do. Please tell me you don't really chew on preseason basketball games. I know that you have to you work them. No, you don't want to know. Because <laughs> if I tell you, you're going to say, Al, you're it's unhealthy for you. This isn't good. <laughs> Really? Really? Listen, 
Kendrick Nunn is shooting percentage. <laughs> like, I do. I, I do the Rams right, and we have three preseason games yeah. now. They are the longest three games well, in the history let, of the world. Let, they, let me say this: we have not got a chance to see the big three play yet. Yeah. Right. Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron. I have a lot of curiosity. I really do. I have a lot of curiosity. I think there's a lot of questions. Nobody knows who the starting lineup is going to be, and that's that's fact. I don't think anybody knows how they're going to end the games. you got a lot of vets. We mentioned this yesterday. Trevor Reese is going to be out for uh -huh. two months two before months, he yeah. even started. This team is not like other teams where you've seen it so many different times. There's a lot, there's eleven new players on the squad. Yeah, true. So there's there's a little bit there's some wrinkles there. There's can, also eighty two regular season ones yeah, to figure out some of, of this stuff. Can, can you uh, can you break down Austin Reeves for me? How about Mac McClung? What do, what do you see from Mac McClung? <laughs> Those two I genuinely cannot break down <laughs> because they will not be in the in the lineup. No. Okay. So here's the so. here's the question. Hillbilly it, Kobe. It, it, it connects with what you have to do. So you're yeah. going to do this show, mm -hmm. and then you're going to do some. Something. And yeah. then you've got the Lakers. I have like five hours off. <laughs> you got a five-hour hole that you need to fill yeah. in your day. That doesn't sound great to me. Okay, I did a long day yesterday with the Rams and everything else, but it all kind of ran right in. It was an easy, long day. Not a problem. Your day or the day that – so I have a normal day today. I'm going to have a normal Friday night, but I have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to drive to Las Vegas for a youth baseball tournament tomorrow morning. I think I'd rather be in your shoes. All day I take my skin. Yeah, out. I think that's better. I'm not I, doing the four o'clock. By the way, after you know Lakers, and what am I really doing? I'm literally sitting back watching a Lakers game. Like, <laughs> well, what would I? No, hold on, don't, don't. You got to give up. You're watching a Laker game that doesn't count. <laughs> That's an important part. If it was a Laker game, it's a no-brainer. Okay, okay, let me. Where am I going to be for the game? Uh, here, right here in this studio. Yeah. What's all around us? TVs. I could put a couple baseball games on. Have the Laker game on. You getting up at 4 a.m. to drive to Vegas? That's not even the that's worst part. That's not fun. I have to turn around and drive back on Sunday. That drive home from Vegas on a Sunday, that's, that's eight hours if you're lucky. Well, that's a, there's a very important thing. Like, when are you leaving? Because going home on a Sunday is very difficult. Okay. Yeah, that's not good. So parents will understand this. Parents of baseball sons will really understand this. When you play in these silly tournaments, you don't know when it ends. You go into Sunday, uh, and it's kind of a knockout thing. So if you keep winning which is great. You want your kid to win, be on a good team and all these things. It means you get on the road later and later and later. Is it more dangerous later? Oh, or the, is the it in the middle? Gets, or middle of the afternoon is the worst? No, there's, it's, there's it's no good time. Yeah. Unless you leave at yeah. 5 o'clock in the morning, you're not getting in front of it. Yeah. Oh, no. You leave Vegas on Sunday at noon? morning. You're no, 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 no. You're too late. Noon, you're too late. You're way too late. No, that's okay. seven hours. So this is what I think is going to happen this weekend. Trav will be rooting against his own blood. Trav will be rooting against his son no, to no. try to get out. You're, you're, you're getting near what I'm going to do, but not quite You'll that. You'll root for him. Yes. You're going to root for his squad to go down by 9 a.m. Here's so what I need. Road. I need him to go three for three with a couple of doubles yep. and run scored, mm -hmm. and I need everyone else to make quick outs. That, this, this is what I need. I need I need the pitcher to get lit up, but not so lit up that the game takes forever. No, 3-2. Three, 3-2 two. Need three, two game. <laughs> Yeah, three, two, yeah. How about how about that? You just see Trav in the stands as as the closer comes in for the other team. Come on, let's go. I need my kid to get a hit, and then the rest of it, uh, 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 we'll That's figure awesome. it out from there. Uh, mentioned it, the Rams last night. I really liked what I saw from the offense, and in, in, in part, Al, because the first half offense was lousy. Mm -hmm. Right, that Matt Stafford really struggled. He missed some. It, 
Troy Aikman is not a terribly critical color analyst. You have to do something pretty egregiously bad. That's a good point. Right? And, and he went and out of his way a couple times he yesterday. He did. If you're Matt Stafford, you have you to have make to it. hit that throw. Absolutely. That, that is in that is in a throw that you have to hit in the NFL. And he missed a couple of those. And you're thinking, oh boy, maybe maybe that Detroit thing, you know, maybe, maybe mm. it's maybe that was a little bit of uh, a mirage early. And then he comes out in the second half with a finger injury, no less. It carves the place up. All right, was that as simple? Should we give more credit to Sean McVay with some of his adjustments in the second half? I'll tell you why, because that wasn't just Matt Stafford yesterday. That was also the running game taking complete control, enough so to where all of a sudden, if you're Seattle's defense, I have no idea if they're going to run it down our throat or if Stafford's going to throw one to Robert Woods who had 12 catches, 150 yards yesterday, or even that play that I thought was a difference of the game when the Rams just couldn't move the ball. Just nothing good happening. Mm-hmm. And they got lucky. They were fortunate because of the Seahawks' mistakes. Yeah. Whether it was a missed field goal or it was a penalty, a holding call, that Stuffed would have been a touchdown. Down. Should have been 14-3 to going into the half. Mm-hmm. Seattle kept them in the game. That play to Deshaun Jackson for 60-plus yards. 64, I think. That kind of ignited yeah. everything. But I, I just say that because Stafford was great yesterday. You're absolutely right. But I also thought there was a real threat in the second half. You didn't know if they were going to run or throw. So 38 passing attempts for the Rams yesterday, 29 rushing attempts. So balanced. pretty balanced. Yeah. Pretty balanced. Um, I Look, in the five years that he's been here, Sean McVay, there, there have been a very small handful of times where I've been critical of – him and and the way that he runs the team and the way that he calls plays he's just he's so good at it they win so often they've had so much success there's just not a lot of room to be critical the one thing though that i i just I, in the back of my head al okay and i mentioned this to you the other day when I we were talking that. about matt stafford mm-hmm. like he wants to be right and he wants to win but he wants to be right and win on his terms if possible i don't like that by the way no no it's 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 but i think it's one of those things that can work against you sometimes but more often than not works for you cuz my way does work this is the way i'm going to find a way to make my thing go it felt against Arizona, and then there were times yesterday, too, where the Rams were running the ball really effectively, and then all of a sudden you turn around and they throw it seven times. And it's like, why? I get it. You're an offensive mind. Passing is fun. Passing is sexy. Passing is a demonstration of how you can move guys around and get guys open. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I wouldn't mind just seeing them run the ball occasionally, especially when you're getting three, four, five yards of crack. Let's just keep doing that. The worst thing that can happen, the worst thing that can happen with Sean McVay is he gets in his own way. You know, like you just said, He's 35 years old. Okay. He's learning. The guy, it's not like he's sitting here with 15 years of experience. You know, I've gone through this. There were times where I got in my own way. I'm not going to let that happen again. I was too stubborn in this predicament or this situation. He's only 35 years old. So if there's one thing he doesn't have, Trav, he doesn't have that part yet. The last thing you want to see from Sean McVay is. Not only does he want to win, but there's a certain way he wants to win, and he wants to prove people that, you know, you've had this conversation before. It was because that other quarterback was here, and Mm -hmm. just at at the end of the day, you're going to be, you'll be judged by one thing. Sure, winning. Did you win the Super Bowl or did you not? Absolutely. And I think he's fully aware of this because when you listen to his post-game comments every once in a while, he will say things like, you know, I got to do a better job. That's one of his his go-to lines. Mm -hmm. I need to do a better job of this or I was terrible in that series and that's on me. Those are the things he says. I honestly think he believes a lot of those things. I think that he realizes because he's obviously a really smart guy. He obviously is a very, very good coach. But I think in the moment – Look, I, I'm guilty of it. I think most people are guilty of it. When you get competitive, you're, I'm going to go do what I do best. I'm going to I'm going to run to the thing that I'm most comfortable doing, right? 
And I think that's he's probably like us in that sense too. It's like I pass, I design plays, I want to go here, I want to go here. When if you just kind of take a step back, say actually, Sony Michelle's getting five yards carry. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe we just keep doing that until it stops working. It's just it's one of those things that kind of popped into my head again yesterday. Only five games in. Will this be a two horse race in the uh, NFC West? Not quite yet, but we're getting there. I, I I'm not ready to to bury the Niners yet. Yeah, well, Niners are one thing. I was actually waiting for you to comment on on Seattle. They're a 500 team, I think at best. Right, it, it feels like it. They they do incredibly, especially if Russell Wilson misses any time. I know Geno Smith was pretty good last night, but come on, you're not going to ride Geno Smith during no. the no at San Francisco and while well, they already played that game. The yep. Niners, I think, stay in it for the simple reason is they always give the Rams a hard time. And if you can beat the Rams, you're a pretty good football team. So we'll see whether or not they can uh, get that done. All right. We still need to talk about Dave and how he attacks these games. That's probably coming up, say, call that 11.50 or so. That's coming up in a little bit. But little fact or cap, Bergman style. That's coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'm excited. Dodger baseball tonight, tomorrow. Get the weekend to already know that your football team is one. Rams took care of business last yeah. night. We can chip off a couple more of these Laker preseason games mm-hmm. so we can get to the games that actually matter. By the way, some exciting. great football games on Sunday that you won't get to watch because you're going to be sitting in traffic seven hours on your uh, way back from Vegas. But Greg, myself, Taylor, night. we have a great weekend planned. Yeah, we we great. are all in great I'm, shape. I'm happy for you. Now I'm gonna be on my couch watching yeah. a lot of baseball. Trav is gonna just be seeing brake lights right in front of him for six and a half hours. But You're hey, bad. He's just awful. bad guy. Just move. go right back to this. Taylor, and myself, Greg, we have a great weekend. All right, I don't want to talk about that anymore. There, there is a there is a Sunday night Lakers game, so I am gonna miss the Sunday night game. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because I'll be sitting in Barstow waiting for the traffic to open up a little bit. Still a little factor cap. Oh, Greg Bergman go, edition. Oh, that's where I go? Okay, yeah, see, this Greg is... Bergman edition. <laughs> All right, so this is now my turn. Perfect. Yeah. All right, so this morning, I'm sitting in my office, and I'm drinking my coffee, and Travis walks in. He's like, I got to go downstairs. I got to put a little bit of... Put a little bit of milk in my coffee. Half and half. Like, yeah. What is what is wrong with you? First of all, <laughs> so what is it? Factor cap that black coffee is the only way to drink your coffee. Okay, I, you know what? Fact. But I'm not man enough to handle black coffee. I just can't do it. I I, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that smokes Marlboro Reds and drinks black coffee. Okay, I just I just in the studio. I in just, the studio. I just don't have enough the 80s. testosterone flowing through my veins to pull it off. I need just a little bit of half and half to take that acid bite out of there. I want to be the black coffee guy. I just don't have the courage. 
It's Cap, Greg. And no, I'm a, and listen, and I'm I'm with you. I'm a coffee guy, and if you told me right now, here's a black cup of coffee or no coffee, I'm taking down the black cup of coffee. All good. A little bit of milk. Yeah. A little I, bit I'm of creamer. A yeah. little bit. It doesn't it doesn't matter what it is either. I, I kind of just need a little. By the way, just a little splash. I don't need anything I'm crazy. Like eyedropper full. I don't need. I just. I can't just do a the little black. bit. There was. Uh, I forgot Are you what a it was. Man or a Marlboro man. <laughs> <laughs> Take Just so uh, disappointing. Take like Marlboro Taylor, Light. Taylor, Taylor what do you help do? Me out black here, coffee or Taylor. a little bit? A little bit of cream in there. I only drink coffee for the effect. So black, only way to go. It's the mm. right answer. Mm. Like like Travis likes to say. We do have. That's the right answer. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> Couple. Doesn't it feel good? It does. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> Couple days ago, Travis and I ran into this where there's about 94 different options of coffee. <laughs> here at the office but for some reason we all go for one box the kawaii yes okay wait wait listen listen trap trap i walk in i'm walking to the kitchen today and i just hear damn it where is it <laughs> i didn't even have to turn the corner i'm like you're looking for that coffee aren't you <laughs> find it. why do we all like that one coffee there's 800 million pods of 800 million other coffees and we're down to one box of the other stuff it's yeah we need you know what happens it's gone reorder. now no you know what it happens when exist. it's gone yeah Start drinking the other one. No problem. <laughs> of course, of course. Next one, Greg. <laughs> All right. So I just started watching Squid Game, and I don't know if either of you have watched it yet, but it is super intense and very, very difficult to watch. So the only way I could possibly put it, is it fact or cap to say that sh- you should watch it, but also shouldn't watch it? <laughs> is the right way to put that? I'll go cap. Okay. I have not watched it. But when you have this many people talking about it, I should give it a shot. You know what I mean? I think it should be... I'm going to use this. Maybe this isn't a perfect example. When everyone was talking about Tiger King yeah. last year, yeah, give it a shot. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. But if you got that many people talking about one thing... Like right now, I feel like I'm... I'm I'm 100% on the outside. Even our shows, you know, on 710, I hear a few of the shows talking about... I don't know what anybody's talking about, but do I have to watch it? Yes, I think that's a cap only because... If that many people are interested in it, we should give it a shot. Yeah, I think it's fact. I I don't know the that. story that I already said that too. <laughs> <laughs> my my son, my youngest son, is heavily invested. It's on the TV frequently, and I walked through the room the other day. I had no no context of, of what the show is. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It's in Korean, so but it's dubbed in their subtitles. And you walk in, you see this room filled with people. They're all wearing like prison uniforms jumpsuits jumpsuits and everybody looks like they're terrified and i didn't understand anything was going on i watched for 10 minutes and i was completely all in i don't wow so it hooked you in it hooked me that fast now i'll say this it's incredibly weird it's super super weird but the, the only thing i can compare it to is the movie parasite which I absolutely loved, and I don't know if that's just but a that Korean movie was, thing. That movie was out there. Oh, for sure. Yep. Same that's guy, by like the way. It. Oh, is it the same, same guy? guy that made oh, Parasite? I didn't even know that. Made Squid Game. All right, I'm yes. already nervous. Super, super I'm already stressed. Weird and tense and awesome. And if this is what all Korean cinema and TV's like, I'm all in. I may learn to speak Korean just so I can go <laughs> in and, and, and enjoy it in its most pure form. Let me just tell you, it's super violent, and it's something that you're just like, oh my god, I shouldn't be watching this, but I have to watch the next episode because I need to know what's going to happen. It's, well, it's what, what's intense. the feeling you have when you're done with the show? 
It's hard. To, you can't release? watch it at night. Well, yeah. Well, no, no, you not can't watch it at night. This it, doesn't sound like a good thing. <laughs> like you can watch it at night, but you're going to be up thinking about it for a little while. So it's probably not the best. So idea. Scott Van Pelt or Squid Game. <laughs> so this is what you do. Okay, it's a really good question. You watch some Squid Game, like one or two episodes. Two, two is kind of tough to get through two at one time. This is good. And then stop. SVP Watch Scott Van Pelt. Cleanser. Yeah, yeah. So if you're like, okay, I feel good about myself again. I'm a, I'm a happy guy. And again. read the Bible and, and go, go to, to bed. Sleep. <laughs> well, no, that's gonna. Well, never mind. Anyway, all right. So let's move on. <laughs> so, Alan, Alan, you were we were talking this after this morning, and yeah. it was it was pretty. Uh, it was interesting to learn about you. You just told us that. You know the game. The, what time did the game end, Travis, for the Rams Seahawks? Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, before nine, I want to say. Okay, so yeah. around eight forty-five, yeah. you'd say eight fifty. It's about two minutes left in the game. Yeah. Okay. So, Alan tells us that it's time to go get food now at eight fifty. With two minutes left in the fourth quarter, he decided to go get food. Like not walk like eight fifteen. It's like eight fifteen. You left your home to get food. Right. Almost nine o'clock. I'm gonna wait night. for the question. <laughs> so, yep. Go ahead. So, Alan, we'll start with you. Is it fact or cap that Mexican food is the best late night order? Okay, first let me say this. This was not a good idea to get food that late at night. <laughs> it just late. wasn't a good idea. I have, have been known to have some reservations around 4.30 on a Friday <laughs> night, okay? So I, I've, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not typically going out that late He's and getting food. He's not kidding. No, no, this, yeah, we've oh, had some fives. <laughs> yeah, we've had some 4.45s. Uh, get us the best table here. Sir, there's literally nobody here. Okay. <laughs> you want the one by the window? Go ahead. <laughs> we don't open for another hour. Um Mexican food is, this is a fact, Mexican food, I got Mexican food yesterday. I feel like late night food, you got all the options. You go get, uh, maybe you're going to In-N-Out, mm-hmm. or maybe you're going to just grab a burger from a Carl's Jr. or Jack Musk. You just want fast food. You just want to go. You want grease, fat, and salt, and you want it now. Mexican food to me, and this is not something that started yesterday, since I was in high school, down in San Diego, the moment you kind of had that opportunity to drive, and all of a sudden you like you think, oh my gosh, I can do whatever I, I, I want to do. Taco shops have been the go-to when it comes to late night. I, I, I think it's a fact. Yeah, I think it's cap because I think it's number two. I still think for late night, just, hey, I'm hungry. It's 10 o'clock or 8.30 or whatever it is that it's past the normal time where you start. We're not doing better than a pizza, right? It's the right answer. Yeah, the, a pizza I love this. late I love this, night. by the way. That's yeah. the right answer. <laughs> it feels really good. A pe- you can get it. You can eat as much or as little of it as you want. You have a little bit left You're over You're not going to eat a little, day. and it's going to be very difficult for, for the next day. Well, it depends on what I've been doing leading up. Like For instance, last night, if I was working and hungry, I'd eat a handful of slices and mm-hmm. keep it moving. But if I'd been out and got home late, and now I want to go pizza, then the whole thing's going down. But pizza's number one on the Taylor, list. Taylor, Mexican food or pizza, or is there another uh, fast food? Coming full circle here, so I live within smelling distance of an In and Out. So it's <laughs> oh all my God. going back to In and Out. For people, me. this is radio, so I need to do a little uh, theater of the mind here. Taylor is very tall and very thin. How do you live near an In and Out and look the way that you do? I actually eat a lot of food. I'll get two burgers, uh, two double doubles, two, uh, and then an animal fry. Maybe throw a shake in there. Oh my, oh God. my gosh! This Still is, can't gain weight though. It's the You're worst like Joey thing I've Chestnut. Ever heard. I just gain. <laughs> My five-and-a-half-foot frame just gained four pounds <laughs> listening to you. Yeah, he's a tall Unbelievable. man. Unbelievable. Well, how old are you, Taylor? I'm 30. 
Okay, so it's you know, the the metabolism uh, hasn't stopped yeah. working Not just yet. Uh, Taylor probably burned. <laughs> I'm just saying that I I used to be 30 a long time. Nah, <laughs> Taylor, we're talking like 17 and 18. It's like, hey, dude, you need to chill out. Taylor burned 2,500 calories before he went to In and Out. That's the difference. <laughs> I need to decide. Eh. I'll tell you, why not? We're on a road trip. We're playing New Mexico State, right? And we're on the bus heading to play the game the next day. And guys are on the bus. We're just talking about what we did last night. And I was recapping the meal that I had had. My head coach is in the front of the bus, jumps up, turns around, points at me, and goes, you need to be careful. You're one of those guys that's going to turn into a fat ass when you're, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you're 25. You need to chill out. And I'm like... And bus obviously falls out. They think it's the funniest thing they've ever heard. He was a hundred percent serious, and he was a hundred percent right. <laughs> so that was fun. See, but I mean, you're not a fat ass. Thanks, though. coach. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's That's do one more. Let's do one more for you guys. And no, you're not like that, Travis. Well. All right. So last night, Randy Rosarena had just one of the most epic games ever. He hit a home run and he stole home. Awesome. Which you do not see at all anymore. He tried it in the World Series last year, remember, and got yep. caught. Yep. But he he made it home this time. So is a factor cap is a stealing of home the most exciting moment in sports period fact for me because it's so rare right like you're going to see a bomb in football you're going to see a half court shot in basketball occasionally uh you know baseball you got squeeze plays and all this stuff but i mean you could go an entire season and not see somebody try to just do a straight steal of home it was it was awesome, and especially when you get that left-handed pitcher and he can't see the guy coming down the line the way it was last night. It, it's great. It, it happens really fast, but especially if you're in the ballpark and you see that guy take off, there's nothing like it. I'm going to go cap on this one. It, it is one of the most special plays in sports, but my mind can't comprehend what's going on. So, like, I have to see that. I have to see that replay nine times to realize why is the pitcher so frantic all of a sudden? Why is the catcher all of a sudden like not knowing what to do? And then I just see some dude sliding in. <laughs> it's an amazing moment, but it happens so quick. Like I don't feel like I fully get to appreciate it. It's almost better on the replay other than in the moment, right? Because you better. get the overhead shot. There, there, but for me, there's something about three seconds left. Dude gets the ball. Ball is in the air with no time left. Whether it's a road game or a home game, and the shot goes in at the buzzer, whether it's college basketball or it's NBA, there's this buildup to it. The shot is in the air. Like there's, I feel like I could comprehend it more. I feel like every player is on the camera rather than this guy stealing. <laughs> I can't even see him. I think that's the most exciting play. Yeah, in, uh, I, I'm in sports. thinking of it because you know Jackie Robinson not only is one of the most iconic major leaguers of all time, he's an iconic historical figure, right? And when you think of him, you think of him stealing home. You think of him sliding in against Yogi Berra in yeah. the World Series yeah. like that. Like that's the signature moment. Did look like he was out. I understand why Yogi was so mad. Glad they called him safe. But yeah, no, there's, there's they reviewed it. Like they that. reviewed that play. <laughs> yeah, re 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 let's all go to the movie theater, cue up the film, and go back and see whether or not Jackie got his foot in there. By the way, the only reason that Randy Rosarena did not steal in the World Series last year because Max Muncy was pointing at Kershaw, being like, "Home, home, home." Oh, Where yeah, whoever the first right. baseman was was for the Red Sox totally blew that. Mm. All right, so you talked about the. Uh, Laker preseason game tonight that we may get to see something tonight that we haven't seen so far, right? Yeah, we we are we we still have not seen these big three plays, so hopefully that happens. If by the way, if it doesn't happen tonight, it's going to happen on Sunday. We talk a little bit about that coming back. Now let's talk about the play of the week: the pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila 
came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yeah, I wish I didn't know, but that's just me. What are you going to do? This is this is ominous music. This is this this makes me tense just listening to it. This yeah. is the this show. Is Squid Game. This, this is Squid Game. Yeah, this, this song, this song. I, I don't know. You're looking over this... your shoulder, like, hey, what's what, don't sneak up on me. All right, here's what I, I'm going to watch an episode over the weekend. Over the Good weekend, luck, I'm going to get in. This is not helping. Do you hear Greg? <laughs> Greg sounds terrified back there. It's, Shook. It's it, like it's saying like Derek it's, Carr it's, it's, getting it's rushed like, by Joey Bosa. Hey, it's, it's it's the equivalent of saying I'm going to go eat at this restaurant. <laughs> Good luck, man. Well, just let uh, you, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Listen to the music. That's the music that's going on while they're playing this game. Do you yeah. know the premise? Do you guys know the premise to the show? I don't. No, I have no idea. Okay, so this is what like the, Family Feud. <laughs> so these people are like, yeah, kind of, yes, very very, very similar to Plinko. It's uh, the, what's the one where they go up the mountain? That's that one. That's the mountain climber. The mountain climber. Yeah, yeah. But it's just these people that are in massive debt, and they and this company gives them a chance to win a bunch of money. Okay. And so they have to play these kids' games. Like the first episode, you're going to see this is not spoiling anything. They play red light, green light. Okay. And this music's going on in the background. That ding, ding, do, whatever it goes. And I don't if like you that do, this is the parasite guy. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, then, I know, right? <laughs> if you get caught, if you move after red light, they shoot you and oh, you die. Hell Hmm. Sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is and then this Gather is throughout the, family. The, re- the rest of the season. This is what's happening. People yeah. are just dying. And like it gets worse than that. It, there's a whole like side story. Oh my goodness. It sounds freaky, like a lot. Man. I don't, I'm, I don't I'm know. getting an episode in. I'm gonna do it Saturday morning at like ten thirty. <laughs> just knowing that I have plenty of time. After to... you've cupped your coffee cup with the sleeves <laughs> of your jammies <laughs> while it's seventy one degrees outside. Speaking of which, we didn't fall. get to do it at the time. Can I give you a, a bonus slee an hour and a half late? Sure. All right. Francis, who else? You're on a flight with Lady Slee. Now we're back to travel questions okay. again. Yep. You're asked if you want chicken or fish, but chi- but chicken. chicken you get, let, me, let me start this over. You ask if you want chicken or fish. You get chicken, but okay. it's the last one. Do you offer the chicken to Lady Slee and just eat airplane peanuts instead of the fish? Uh, I'll give her the chicken, and I'm getting the fish. You'd eat the airplane fish? Yeah, we're getting it. You know what? It's I might aggressive. get two of them. I might get two of them. <laughs> hey, uh, since you're out of chicken, how about you hit me with double fish? Double airplane fish. I, I don't want to get on an airplane again. I did some traveling. Yeah, you were in the There was a lot of airplane food. <laughs> yeah. Well, fish on an airplane, that sounds wonderful. Who wouldn't want to do that? All right. Lakers tonight. Lakers on Sunday. We still haven't seen- Chicken or steak? I'll take the salmon. <laughs> it's salmon, I'd be on right, anyway. Take the cod. That's another, another conversation for another guest. It's like sushi at a 7-Eleven. Uh, no, thanks. I, sushi at a 7-Eleven is a bold move. for I I do, done it before. I do yeah, grocery store sushi twice a week. Well, that's I, I, different. That's yeah. good. What's it's the tasty. grocery store? What grocery Albertsons? Store? Yeah, but what's the difference here? Don't you do? Didn't you say you've done pizza? And you know they have like the at a Seven Eleven. Yeah, you know, they have the, the rollers pizza and the wings. Yeah, or a hot I don't dog. do the wings from Seven Eleven. I've I've done the hot dogs. I've not and, done any of those. Not, I've never done any. I'm of that very. I'm kind of selective. I've done the hot. Not only have I done the hot dogs. 
kind of crave it a little bit. Kind of into it. Kind of crave it. <laughs> the ones that roll. The that ones just sit that there roll. And and look, you, look, no. All right, let's walk through this. Travis. Let's if it's a, a, Greg, if that thing is rolling on Thursday, it got there it's fine. at least three on weeks Tuesday. ago. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's just soaking in its own flavor. It's oh. just, it's just it's in oh, its own no. flavor. It's perfect. There's a little drawer. Pull out the bun. You get the 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 yeah. dog bun right drawers. There. Then you None got. None of this sounds good. Then you have None the of this sounds good. free chili and cheese that comes in a pump sitting out. <laughs> what don't you want? What 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 part of that do doesn't see, sound do you good? See, do you see Baker Mayfield's commercial yesterday during the game? <laughs> the nacho the cheese into the Halloween bags. How good was that? Awesome. <laughs> so it was great. Those are great spots. Yeah, he does a good. Those job. Those are really good spots along the way. All right, Lakers tonight Sunday getting. Yeah, not close to the end of the preseason, but about halfway through it. We still haven't Four seen left, a yeah. lot of the uh, key players involved. Do we need to? Because to me, Al, we were talking about a little bit a minute ago, I don't know if I need to see these guys play a bunch of minutes together until the games count. I think we can work out a lot of this stuff in practice, and you're not going to simulate a game until it's a game. So do we need to? I think it'd be nice. I think it'd be great to kind of see, all right, what, what do the Lakers have in mind? Coach, I, I remember mentioning before preseason started that the idea was that by game preseason game five or six, they only play six games, that you kind of have some kind of an idea who your starting lineup's going to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe you try a different starting lineup in game six, and then you kind of pick between the two what you're going to use in that first game against Golden State Warriors. Um, it'd be nice to see Russ, LeBron, and AD together. It'd be nice to see kind of, all right, what's kind of the game plan as we go into the season. I'm not saying you got to play. Nobody's saying playing 40 minutes, but can we see 20 minutes? Can we see 15 minutes in the first half tonight of both of these teams, uh, you know, with with most of the regulars? I don't know if we will, but I'll throw this at you. So Lakers play the Warriors, and I'm actually, I got a lot of curiosity, and Michael can help us with this when when we get to the pregame show. Is that the, is that the team? It's team, one of the teams. Team that could give the Lakers the most headache this upcoming season. If the Lakers are the echelon of the Western Conference, is that the squad that – because I think they're a move away of being the team. Golden like, State. The team that will go toe-to-toe with the Lakers. This also has a lot to do with Clay Thompson's health, how he feels coming back to December or January. I don't really feel that against Phoenix. Don't really feel that against Utah. I think a big question mark for Denver is going to be, well, is Jamal Murray going to be healthy? Because I think Denver's set up for the next three, four years. They're, they got a fantastic a team. They're in a good spot. But I don't know this year. Kawhi is Kawhi. That's going to be the biggest question mark for the Clippers. I feel like the Warriors are a move away of being able to make a little bit of noise. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Um. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that they are that second best team, or however you want to phrase it. Maybe they're the biggest threat to the Lakers because, like you said, most of it, I think, depends on Clay. If Clay is Clay, yes, for sure they are. If he has to work his way back into whatever it is, I mean, he's not going to lose his shooting touch. He could be 80 and show up in a gym and he's going to knock down shots. But is he, is he, and he hasn't played in two years. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's a fair question to ask about where is he in his return to getting ready. Sure. Uh, and if that's, if he's a ways away, then maybe the Lakers can create a little space. Now, what that means in the playoffs, but the, I don't and, know. And that's what I'm referring to more than anything else. And I, and I think even if Clay comes back, good to go he's healthy he's playing like he was um you know a couple years ago and he's you know like all of us and we don't say this because of Michael he's one of my favorite players to watch why because Trav he plays both sides of the ball the dude is clutch in big time situations Fearless. it's not like Clay Steph and Draymond haven't been battle tested but I don't even think I, I think they're when I say they're a move away 
Clay comes back, he's good to go. Yeah, the Warriors can be a little bit of a headache, but they got to still go make another move. And, and that's what I'm referring to. If they were able to take a Wiggins and a Wiseman and some draft picks and go get some dude on another team that's disgruntled on a bad squad. And, 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 and that guy exists every year. And he's a fringe all-star yeah. or a consistent all-star. Now you're talking. I, I don't know if they're going to you know, do something like there, that. There's so much of this. that it, Look, it's always interesting and it's always fun to think, okay, this team could be the challenger. Maybe it's this team if this guy gets the piece that you know the Warriors all of a sudden they go to another level. We just don't – we still don't know, going back to the beginning of this conversation, what the Lakers are going to look like. We all assume it's going to be good, but how good? Or maybe, hey, you know what? There's just – it's a little off because sometimes you get those right. those things together that it's not terrible. Like, I think people get But it doesn't this click trap. as much as you thought. Right. Or, there, yep. There's this idea, oh, it's going to be great and A-plus or this is a disaster and it's an F. What if it's a B, that it's pretty good, but it's not quite what you thought it was going to be, that you have to tinker with this? And that's why I think that, because let's put it this way, if Russell Westbrook and LeBron James go out there and play this weekend and they look together and it looks bad, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. I, I, if it looks bad in January, sure. But if you just all of a sudden throw them together for 20 minutes on a random Sunday night, eh. Greg, did you did you end up watching the Jay Crowder thing I sent you? Yes, did you I that? did. Yeah, it what was am I missing on that? Crazy. What am I missing on that? All right, let's do this. When, when we come back, Lakers played the Suns on uh, this was a couple days ago. I think it was on mm-hmm. Wednesday, mm-hmm. and Jay Crowder did something to Anthony Davis. Maybe I'm blowing this out of proportion, but we could talk about it when we come back. Plus, let's talk some Dodgers. Yeah. Let's talk some Giants. Obviously, uh, game one tonight of that. So stay right here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is the Travis and Sliwa show on 710 ESPN.